Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. And welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us on MileHighSports.com. You can reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to RMFP.com. In the meantime, I want to tell you about Rocky Mountain Eurosport in Denver and in Parker. You're not working with some big dealership that is selling in volume. You are getting an intimate car buying experience because you know what? Everybody deserves that. You want to be, you want to feel like you are important instead of just a number to a sales guy. At Rocky Mountain Eurosport, they treat you like a person. They treat you like family. And everybody deserves to be treated that way. So whether it's a luxury car, domestic car, a foreign car, you want to go with Rocky Mountain Eurosport. They're so good at what they do. They also service all makes and models. They have great finance options. Go for a test drive today or find them online at rmurosport.com. Time now for the lead. The lead is presented by Smoke and Dave's Barbecue and Brew, Colorado's best barbecue since 2007. Go get some tonight in Denver, Centennial, Longmont, Lyons, and Estes Park. Well, these are my favorite type of stories, Mace. It's called Connect the Dots. Aaron Rodgers has reportedly purchased land in the Nashville area. Huh. And who plays in Nashville? The Tennessee Titans. And according to this report, Rodgers is open to playing for the Tennessee Titans. Another source in the same story is reporting current Packers teammates do not expect Rodgers to be back in Green Bay. Does this concern you as a Broncos fan about this news about Tennessee and him buying a home there? And do you think the Titans are a more desirable option? And do you think it is plausible this could happen? You got to stop turning off your mic, Mace. Or am I going to have to Thank solo you. the show? We just we just talked about this in the last segment now, didn't we? Hey, you Stop eating the Cheetos keep... and drinking the soda. Hey, in that case, I wasn't. It was, I, was, I was getting my stuff packed, but I digress. Don't pack during um, the show. Unpack this question. I packed during the commercials. Right, don't do that. Yes. Okay. Don't pack during the commercials. I will pack during the commercials. But anyway, is but what I was saying was this. Aaron Rodgers' fiance, she's still working on a place up around Boulder, right? Right. That's like, okay. So I'm not sure there's much to be read into this at all. Well, the Nashville area where he bought land is where a lot of really wealthy people live. Well, a lot of music just, people, not, so on and so forth. Not just wealthy celebrities. Right. And this is a thing for Aaron Rodgers. It's, it, he, but but, but already, hold on. But the, he's but the, already starting to think about his post-football life, even if it might be a few years down the line. But it also says he's open to the idea of playing for Tennessee. So are you concerned if you're a Broncos fan? How feasible is this? And do you think the Titans would be a more desirable option? Well, Titans, are, they're obvious. The, 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 the reason why they'd be desirable is they're closer to winning right now. Like, they just had the number one seed with Ryan Tannehill. Yeah. And they're in the AFC, so... And I don't think I don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to shy away from any kind of any kind of challenge. They're in the AFC, but they're in the AFC South, not the AFC West. So, if 
if he went to Tennessee and provided a bump over what they've had with Ryan Tannehill, they would be the favorite to be the number one seed in part because you wouldn't have to go play twice a year against Patrick Mahomes, twice a year against Justin Herbert. You'd be, you'd, the guys would be playing twice a year at quarterback uh, would be teams led by Carson Wentz, Trevor Lawrence, and TBD, currently Davis Mills in Houston. Uh, real quick, you know this stuff better than I do. If you trade a player and there is dead cap, let's call it $5 million. You trade a player, but he has, he has dead cap. How much of that does that team assume that traded the player? The team that traded the player away? If they've got yep. the dead like Five million dead, dead cap. The dead cap's on the team that traded the player. Okay, good. That's why, good. because that's that's why it's dead for them. Because it's dead for them. Right. That's the thing. Of course, are you looking at the Titans' cap space right now? No. Yeah, right I'm, now. I uh, hold they, on. They are. At, today, I know. They are I know. I know what it is. They're 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 over. Down. They're they're in the yeah, hole. Six the million. But that's not the biggest problem. You know what the biggest problem is? Ryan Tannehill's dead cap is fifty six million dollars. Aaron Rodgers is not going to Tennessee. I don't care if he buys, forget about a plot of land. I don't care if he buys the city. He's not going to Tennessee. The Titans are not going to eat $56 million of dead cap space for Ryan Tannehill. Ah, uh, ah, uh, but here's that's if they cut him, if they trade Ryan Tannehill, uh-huh. if they trade him before June one, yeah. it, that, that dead cap figure drops in half, but they do save 10.2 million. If they do a post June one designation, yeah. the dead money is only nine point six, and they save twenty nine million dollars. They're not going to wait. And, and okay, so but how how does that affect the Packers if they trade Rodgers? If they if they trade if they trade Rodgers if, if they do a post June one designation, yep. it helps them as well because then they yep. they too can spread the hit. I don't think it's going to happen with their cap situation and the dead cap money. I just they they the, the Titans would have to would have to have some other restructures. Now, there are some moves that the, the Titans can make even before June 1 that can free up some space. For example, they can get $12.9 million by cutting Taylor Lewan. They can get $10.5 million by cutting Roger Saffold. The problem is, if you're trying to get Aaron Rodgers, do you really want to be cutting people off the offensive line who are tasked with product, protecting Aaron Rodgers? Right. Those are the two easiest places from which the Titans can get cap space right now. Right. And, oh, by the way, I'm going to look this up just for fun. Hold on a second. Uh, spot. This is good. Uh, spot rack. This is really good. Great radio, huh, when you're looking when you're right. looking up salary cap stuff. This right. is phenomenal. Uh, by the way. Um, by, we, need, we need some, like, looking up music. Like, right. like, like something that cues like Jeopardy. up. Like Jeopardy. Jeopardy right. or um, that, old, that, that, old, that old tune, the syncopated clock right. that went. So, so if Aaron Rodgers goes to Tennessee, you think he's thrilled to be playing with Julio Jones after the season he just had? Well, Julio Jones was not really hit the usual Julio Jones. Exactly. But you it, think he'd be thrilled to be playing with Derrick Henry? <laughs> well, because yeah, because all of us, because you no imagine the thing is would he wait wait would he be? Thrilled to be playing with Derrick Henry, where the offense revolves around Derrick Henry. Actually, no. I think that's an interesting question to unpack. Well, I think the thing about it is because you have to take Derrick Henry seriously. All of a sudden, you're facing simpler coverages. You can't. You 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 have to take seriously the threat of handing the ball to Derrick Henry. Sure, I get that. Yeah, and you, and you have one wide receiver to throw to. 
and I understand Derrick Henry's great. They have cap problems. They have dead cap problems with Tannehill. I just don't see it happening. Do you? They, they only. It would have to be a trade that involved Ryan Tannehill going back to Green Bay. But the one thing. Well, wait, the, the but wait. If you trade him back, don't yeah. you inherit the fifty-six million? If you trade for Tannehill, yeah, you're going to inherit what's left of the contract. Yes, I mean th- this is. No, where I'm talking about the dead you, cap for yeah. Tennessee. Well, the, the thing that could happen here is both teams could create some restructures that allow for an exchange of the problematic aspects of the contract. There could there, there could be some things done to 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 smooth this along. Because one thing, when we talked about Aaron Rodgers last year, one of the with the Broncos, one of the things that we said was that a thing that hurt the Broncos is they couldn't send back a viable quarterback right. as part of a deal. Yep. The thing the Titans could do, if you could make the contracts work, if you get the restructures right, the thing the Titans could do in sending Ryan Tannehill is send somebody who while clearly not on Aaron Rodgers' level, and we just saw the meltdown that he had in that playoff game, in a weakened NFC North that wouldn't have Aaron Rodgers, Green Bay, but Green Bay still has a good running game and a good defense. Ryan Tannehill with that Packer team, would they be title would be they be at a title winning level? No. Would they be able to win ten games and perhaps win the division? Yes. Well, Ryan Tannehill if he goes to the NFC, for the sake of argument, when he becomes the second or third best quarterback, right? In the conference. Right. I know. In the <laughs> conference. Because who's really better? Dak Prescott, Matt Stafford, Kyler M- Murray, Russell Wilson? Yeah. Okay, so fifth best. Yeah. Fifth best. Yeah, yeah maybe. All right. Uh, coming up after the break, today was your final day at the Senior Bowl. I know you watched practice. And I want to get your thoughts on how the quarterbacks played because, after all, the Broncos are in the market for a quarterback, whether it's through a trade, free agency, or the draft. And it could be the draft. And who else stuck out as well? We'll talk about that next. There must be some kind of way out of here. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman, Mason. Watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber of the public, go to rmfp.com. In the meantime, I want to tell you about a big charity event coming up at Greenfields Pool and Sports Bar. Mace and I are going to be at Greenfields on February 25th. It is a Friday as we're going to raise money for charity. We're going to be guest bartenders from 7 o'clock until 9 o'clock to help our fellow host at the station, David Hurlbutt and his wife beat breast cancer. Greenfields is donating 25% of their sales to help David and Monette. Also part of the night, no cover. See one of the best cover bands in Denver. The band is finalized. Mark it down. Mace and I slinging drinks, and I've been told, Mace, we can do heavy pours if we choose to. We can do heavy pours. So 
Help us beat breast cancer at Greenfield's Pool and Sports Bar on Friday, February 25th. Time now for the buzz. The Buzz is presented by Rocky Mountain Forest Products, where they specialize in wholesale lumber to the public. Go to Rocky Mountain Forest Products in Wheat Ridge or go to rmfp.com. Okay, so uh, you've been live at the Senior Bowl the entire week. And, uh, you know, let's face it, everybody wants to talk about the quarterbacks, especially when you have a team that could be in the market for one. Guys out there, Kenny Pickett, Carson Strong, Sam Howell, Malik Willis, Desmond Ritter, a few others. Overall, for the entire week, who was the most impressive guy? Uh, top top level best throws, Malik Willis of Liberty. That's what that's what everybody is saying. Yeah, and I think he did enough, especially seeing him improve under center. And that he he hasn't worked under center at all. That's just not part of the offense that Hugh Freeze uh, ran into Liberty. He had, he hasn't done that. Seeing him go from somebody who those first snaps he got on Tuesday in early in practice, you could kind of see that he was really, uh, really kind of finding his footing to somebody who yesterday had pretty flawless execution of the play fake boot from out, out from under center and then dropping. I'd like to see the footwork be better but dropping an absolute dime downfield uh, outside to the tight end, deep 25 yards downfield outside shoulder, perfectly placed and, and doing so and doing so off the play, off the play fake boot. It's the sort of thing that makes you say, Hmm, all right. If he's able to make that kind of leap in one day, if he's able to incorporate, take teaching, anybody could hear teaching and say, okay, coach, I'm going to do that. But to, but to be able to successfully put it into your game, and and have success at full speed with it and do so 24 hours later that's a real good sign you're looking for growth when you watch these guys go from day to day and Blake Willis you could see him getting better at the concepts he's going to need to excel at in the pros especially working under center I think he's somebody that if you're the Broncos maybe you take a second look at now based on the growth you saw this week. I don't mean to interject something completely different, taking a hard right turn, but I just saw on Twitter, Jeremy Fowler of ESPN is reporting. The Saints are planning on speaking with Eric Bieniemy for their head coaching job, and an interview would take place on Saturday. Getting sidetracked just for a minute. But one more thing, I just want to interject something yep. on that. This is this is not a Rooney Rule interview. They've already satisfied the requirements of the Rooney Rule. Right. They've t- they, because they've talked with Brian Flores and they've talked with Aaron Glenn, who, of course, interviewed with the Broncos to kick off their coaching search in, in January. So this is so this this is not That's a, great. you know, a lip, this isn't a lip service interview. This is right. This is this is legitimate. Do the Saints, though, seem like one of the least desirable jobs in the league because of their cap situation, quarterback situation, so on and so forth? It feels like one reason why. They haven't settled on anybody is. I don't know if anybody really wants this job. Well, and I understand there are only yeah. 32 of them. I get it. Right. But you are being set up to fail going there. Yeah. And you know what we've we've seen in recent years, um, even though if I were Gail Benson running uh, the New Orleans Saints and Mickey Loomis, uh, the general manager there, I would be viewing this year as a write off year and say and and if I'm do if I were doing it my what my way, which I feel like the right what would be the right way here, I'd be saying, look, 
whatever happens this year happens. But this is a year where we're clearing the deck and we're not going to use that against you. But the problem is we have seen two cases in recent years, both with black coaches. Right. David Coley in Houston, Steve Wilkes in Arizona, yep. where the team struggled in effectively what was a write-off year, yep. and they still fired the coach. So, yeah, I don't. I don't so it's, it's, so you, if they said that, how could you believe that? I don't want to see Eric Bieniemy get this job. I, w- I would like to see him get a job, and I hope he's successful. And I've been critical of him from all the things that I've said about how he interviews when people say about him. But at the end of the day, I don't want to see him get this job because, to to your point. It's a no-win situation. Look, look, look at Hugh Jackson in Cleveland. There was no way that team was going to be winning. I don't care if Vince Lombardi came back from the dead. The Browns were not going to win. It was a no-win situation. And for Eric, I, I, you know what? I'll take it a step further. I don't want to see a black coach take that job because it's going to be the same old story. They're really bad, bad cap space, not a good enough roster, and that coach is going to be blamed, and then we're going to go through a cycle of a guy getting fired in two, three years. And also, who wants to replace somebody like Sean Payton, who is not only the best coach that franchise has ever had, but by far the best coach that franchise has ever had? Eric's going to be very tempted to take it because he's wanted an opportunity for so long. But I got to tell you something. He's going to walk in the door, and there's going to be a trap door that he's going to step on right when he walks through that door. This, to me, is a job that you are being set up to fail. It is, but at the same time, oh. here there, there, there's another dynamic here. I mean, New Orleans has, in terms of their fan base, New, New Orleans has a higher percentage of black fans than most teams do, especially in the city of New Orleans. Those black fans and, will turn on the Saints if they lose, trust me. They won't, but if, if they hire Eric Bieniemy and he is not treated right by the team, that will go over poorly among huge swaths. Why would, of why that would he be treated poorly by the team? It's about uh, he, wins and losses, right? But if they but if they lose yep. in a season that they're prob that may well be just a write off year to get your cap right, and maybe the added bonus is you finish uh, with one of the two first two worst records, and you're in position to get Bryce Young or CJ right. Stroud. If you do that, if you do that, and then you fire the coach, that's I, I, that is a Horrible, horrible look. I don't. I don't think. I think if you hire Eric Bieniemy or another minority, you have to give at least two years, unless oh, yeah. unless the situation is toxic. Unless, yeah. Listen, Vance Joseph almost got fired after one season, right? Because but Elway any, wanted any to bring coach, in Mike Shanahan. Any coach, like you said, unless it's toxic, any coach in New Orleans, they they should get at least two or three years here on this job. I mean, but but David Culley should have gotten another year in Houston, right? I they agree. screwed him over. Let's get back to the Senior Bowl. Any of these guys worthy of a top 10 pick? I know teams will reach for quarterbacks. We know that happens all the time. But for all the quarterbacks you have seen at Senior Bowls over a very long time, and you know what a top 10 guy looks like at the Senior Bowl, any of these guys look like top 10 guys? I think uh, because of the tools Malik Willis you can argue for in the top 10, I think right behind him over the course of, over the, course of the week, Sam Howell of North Carolina. And I think... Not quite the not quite the same arm talent as Malik Willis, but more consistent and I think and a better decision maker right now. I look at Sam Howell and I see the right spot for him being kind of that fourteen to seventeen range, basically where Mac Jones went last year. That's a good spot. That's a good spot for Sam Howell in terms of value. 
I think I think what he showed me this week, he looks like a first round pick. He and he allayed the fears that a lot of people had that the the real Sam Howell was the guy who was running for his life had had to take had to take off and scramble. He looked he looked more like the guy who who when he had the four dra- the four guys who were drafted as at his disposal in 2020 including Javante Williams as his skill guys flourished. He looked more like that player this week. I, I want to go and, his, and it's deep and his, and by the way, if you're talking about somebody who can go deep and we know Nathaniel Hackett wants to stretch the field vertically, say so he wants to take those deep shots, Sam Howell was absolute aces on his deep ball this week. I want to get back real quick. We only have about a minute to go in this segment. Are you familiar with who the lead candidates are for the Saints job? Uh, I know Dennis Allen, their defensive coordinator, is someone very high on their list, and we know him from around here as uh, Denver's DC back in 2011. He's probably he's, the he's probably he's the lead favorite. guy. He's favorite, yeah. But you know what? Maybe Bianami goes in there and impresses them. Maybe, but it doesn't. Fe- it, it, if they're interviewing Eric Bianami at this late date, a week after essentially he was knocked out of the playoffs, they are not sold on Allen. Right. No way. Yeah, we, we so this said, is Eric Bieniemy's. This yeah. is Eric Bieniemy's job to win. If he yeah. can walk in there and wow him, it'll be his job. Here's be, the thing but but, I, but oh, let me just finish this thought. If he does not get this job, then he hasn't learned a thing about interviewing. He hasn't learned a thing about uh, about organization and how to tell a franchise how he's going to get him better. Because this is really their last hope before they say, fine, Dennis Allen, you can have the job. You don't wait a week to interview somebody when they've been available the entire week. Right. Now, a couple of things. Number one, by all indications, he had a better interview with the Broncos in this cycle than he'd had in previous cycles. Good. Then in in his 50s, hopefully he's learned something. Yeah, you're hey, you're never too late to learn something. I'll, I'll tell you right now, tell you right now, if Eric Bieniemy gets the job, I'm sure Andy Reid will be thrilled for him. And he will throw up in his mouth that he just lost Mike Kafka. Yeah, he'll, he will have lost Kafka and Bieniemy. Maybe he can get Matt Nagy back. L- losing, losing Kafka is a very big deal to right, but, Andy Reid. Yeah, but let me. But there's another point I want to make on Eric Bieniemy here, though. And it's this. These interviews that he's had in previous years have come while the Chiefs were still in the postseason mix. While they were getting ready, you know, on a bye week, or they were getting ready for the Super Bowl, something, you know, that sort that sort of range. This interview comes when the season is over. In other words, he can prepare for this. With nothing else right. on his plate, right? It's set up for him to nail this interview in a way that he hasn't nailed interviews before, right? So I agree with you. This may well be his best shot. But if I am him, and I go in my mind, I go into this process wanting to know, look, with what the challenges that this team faced in terms of salary cap, there needs to be a real commitment. In yep. terms of contract length, contract language, that this is going to be a multi-year process because the Saints probably do need a year to reset and put themselves in long-term position to succeed. And they'll be in a great position to get a top-two pick in the draft. Coming up after the break, uh, NFL.com's Greg Rosenthal had a very interesting list that I think we should talk about. 
He ranked all of the Super Bowl quarterbacks as we head into the Super Bowl this Sunday. Who's number one on the list? No surprise. Who barely made the top 10? I think a lot of people would be shocked. That's next. Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman, Mason. Watch us. MyLifeSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. Time now for What's Trending. What's Trending is presented by Impact Real Estate. Impact Real Estate is creative real estate and solutions with the greatest impact. Go to impactcommercial.co. Okay, Mesa, NFL.com's Greg Rosenthal compiled a list and he ranked all of the Super Bowl quarterbacks. If I'm not mistaken, he ranked them by how great they were yet have having played in a Super Bowl. So I really think this is his list of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. There are very few great quarterbacks. There are some, but very few great quarterbacks who have never played in the Super Bowl. Fair to say? Yeah, I mean, it's 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 a short list. It's quarterbacks who came before the Super Bowl era that began with the 1966 right. season, and then also your occasional Dan Fouts, right. Philip Rivers. Funnily, funny I mentioned two guys who were right. Chargers. You know, Matt Ryan, guys like that. With that actually, you know, Matt Ryan's on this list because he played in the Super Bowl. Correct. So, number one, no surprise, Brady, then Unitas, yeah. then Montana, and then Manning. And this is why I say he's ranking all-time who have played in the Super Bowl because Peyton Manning played in four Super Bowls. He had three touchdowns, five interceptions, and his quarterback rating was 77. That's yeah, and very then number un- five is Dan Marino. Right, yeah. right. So, with that... Uh, let's continue to go down the list. If you notice, there's one guy in particular who is not in the top five. Number six is Aaron Rodgers, Brett Favre, Steve Young, and then John Elway at number nine. A lot of Broncos fans would say that's ridiculous. Elway's one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. This is what Rosenthal wrote about Elway. Elway was a physical marvel, won an MVP, and earned three second-team All-Pro nods during his career. But his passing numbers, 3,200 passing yards, 19 touchdowns, and 14 picks on average per season, even with the adjusted era, don't stack up with the rest of the top eight. Fair? It's Look, it is fair. Now, unfortunately, like what we know here is that schematically for the first 10 years of his career, John Elway was probably held back by what Dan Reeves wanted to do offensively. But when you're getting into a discussion of their performance on the whole, John Elway has got the comebacks in, in, in the playoffs and even the, in the regular season as well. But if you start having to evaluate based on body of work and you're talking about 
statistics, he's going to fall short. Whether it's fair or unfair, that's another debate. I mean, I'm kind of surprised to see he was never a first-team All-Pro. Three times second team, but never the best, right? Now, you can make the case he played in the same division or played the same conference as Dan Marino and Jim Kelly, but I would have thought he would have won more than that. And and what's interesting, like the year he was MVP, you could probably argue that maybe Jerry Rice should have been the MVP that year because Rice had an absolute otherworldly season, especially considering – and it was only a 12-game season because of the uh, of the strike, at least 12 games for the regular players. Uh, the years, the other thing with John Elway being kind of only second-team All-Pro three times, he had Joe Montana, you had Dan Marino. As he got later in his career, Steve Young was putting up better numbers than John Elway was. Right, if, if I, and then you got to Brett Favre, and then Brett Favre started exploding right toward toward the end. So while John Elway had a had a ver- had an excellent career, in the moment you had all of these quarterbacks who, for All Pro, a season long award, they they did better that year, and that's why John would get the short end of the stick when it came to being first team All Pro. There are certain things that will get you consideration for the Hall of Fame. Winning Super Bowls, specifically as a quarterback, and being on the All-Decade team. Those two things are very strong arguments, right? Yes. Very strong. We could also argue that being named the Pro Bowl is still a popularity contest. Is that fair to say? Yes. Okay. Even back then, it was a popularity contest. With less television, less social media, how do you really know what these guys are even doing, if we're being completely honest? With that, if I told you a guy who won the Super Bowl twice, Super Bowl MVP, um, NFL Most Valuable Player, three-time second-team All-Pro, nine-time Pro Bowler, and All-Decade Team, is that guy a slam-dunk first ballot Hall of Famer? Especially with the All-Decade, yeah, and he was All-Decade for the 1990s, nudging out Brett Favre. But I mean, mean, a no-brainer, absolute First ballot. Oh, yeah. In my opinion, yes. Okay. I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure. He should have been, and he was. I'm just saying that when we look at guys going in today who have been to quite a few nine Pro Bowls and second team all pro three times, those guys are waiting for a while. But quarterback is also. I understand. Listen, I'm not trying to knock John Elway. He's one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. I'll tell you something funny. So uh, Vic Lombardi and a bunch of us were having dinner earlier this week down in Scottsdale, and he brought up the question. He said, greatest quarterback to ever wear a Broncos? I said, Peyton Manning. And he looks at me and goes, wrong. He goes, it's Elway. I said, well, you grew up here. You grew up here. Yeah. And then he said to me, which was very, very funny, he said, would John Elway in 2012 taken timeouts or let the clock run out against the Ravens, right? Because that's what Manning did, right? Because that's well, what I John mean, Fox the, wanted him to do, the, right? Yeah, what would, the, yeah the, what would the coach have done? I mean, right. what would the coach have ordered him to do? I mean, if if John El- if, if the coach had said do that and John Elway come out and, and slung it, what would have been the coach's next move? You know what, you know what I said back to him? Yeah, John Elway would have thrown it, probably would have thrown his 224th interception. 
Oh. People forget the wind that day that the Broncos were going into on that drive. It was was howling. It was howling. And the other thing, um, and look, I still think the Broncos should have tried to do something on that series. But that was a team that was in a distinct state of shock at that moment. Right. I agree. And um, I can, I don't agree with John Fox's decision, but I can understand it on some level. Right. That, I mean, that the, the risk of going out and actually having a mistake, and like you mentioned, throwing into that wind, and with all respect to Peyton Manning, not, not the strongest armed of, quarter, of quarterbacks, especially at that point in his career. Right. So... It might so the chance the chances of a mistake happening maybe a, a little greater than uh, than it would seem on the surface. Again, I would have tried I would have tried something, but yep. I can see why Foxy said, "Yeah, let's just go to overtime here." What do we have coming up on just in case you missed it? The NHL All-Star Game and the surrounding festivities taking place this weekend in Las Vegas. We'll talk about that tomorrow. I want to talk about the NBA All-Star rosters that were just announced this evening and so we know the starters we know the reserves we know the captains we'll talk about all that next right here on afternoon drive with goodman and mason on mile high sports Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us MyLifeSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mason Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to RMFP.com. In the meantime, yesterday I told you about Heather Taylor and her team at Impact Commercial Real Estate. And now I want to bring in Heather. Heather, how are you? I'm great. Thank you. All right. So we, we've talked about this last month. And now that we are into the new year, and listen, a lot of people probably know that the rates are creeping up. Uh, why is it still a really good time to buy? Usually, uh, when you do a rent versus own analysis, you still are saving money on that purchase side. Instead of just throwing that money away, maybe giving it to a landlord, you can actually put it into equity and have something bigger in the future. So that goes the same for your commercial business. You know, Building that equity is great. So how do you consult your clients who are on the fence between buying and leasing? You know, we kind of go through an analysis of their employees, where their customers are coming from, you know, some of their money that's allocated towards that. And in our analysis, sometimes we do find out that maybe renting is better at the beginning. Maybe they're trying to grow quickly or they need that cash to spread further on other things, such as equipment for their business. But if we can make the numbers work, we really encourage them to go ahead and buy and take that next step to grow their business. But you give them options and you give them all the data. And at the end of the day, not every real estate firm, not everybody works like you. At the end of the day, you're going to make far more money if somebody buys than if they lease, right? So, But it it is unfortunate that they're not to name names, Bob. I'm kidding. I'm sure there are people (laughs) who will push 
a buy instead, but that's not the way that you guys operate. Have you seen that out in the market that that some realtors just work that way because they're looking to line their own pockets? Oh, yes, definitely. And sometimes they will not even call a customer back if they find out that it's a lease. But we feel like we can build those long-term relationships, and then our customers will even refer us to more people. And so in the end, you do make more money. It might take a little more time, but you're really helping those businesses grow and creating a great community, and that's what's most important. Why were you guys able to grow from 9 to 12 realtors? And by the way, I know a lot of your brokers are ranked in the top 10 in the Denver metro area. How were you able to grow so fast, and how is that helping your clients? We've really had this great team that works together, and we help each client together. So we're not just giving you one broker and good luck, and we all really work together and put our minds together and support each other. So we were able to bring more brokers in because they like that team atmosphere. They never felt like they were left out stranded, and neither did the customer. And so we're able to work together do deals faster, and collectively have our brain work together. So it's just great as a team. How do people get a hold of you, Heather? Our main number is 720-608-4201, and our website is impactcommercial.co, and my email is heather at impactcommercial.co. So 720-608-4201, or go to impactcommercial.co.com, impactcommercial.co. As Danny said to you when he called you, hope you are staying warm, Heather, and have a great night. Thank you. See ya. Time now for the final word. The final word is presented by the McKenzie Law Firm. Don't wait before it's too late. Protect your family by setting up a will, living will, or estate plan with Dan McKenzie at themckenziefirm.com. Just in case you missed it. Well, this just happened, so there's a good chance that you did miss it. But if uh, you're on Twitter like all of us are, you probably saw something from Shams Charania about the All-Star Reserves for the NBA. And I want to ask you guys a question because the All-Star has been doing an interesting little format these last couple years. They draft their teams the two highest vote getters are team captains. They draft the teams. I liked it when it was East versus West. So did I. I was a fan of that. But we have the rosters here. It'll be Team LeBron and Team Durant, and they'll be picking from these pools. The East pool has starters of Durant, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Joel Embiid, Trey Young, DeMar DeRozan, the reserves in the Eastern Conference, Jimmy Butler, Darius Garland of Cleveland, James Harden, Zach Levine, Chris Middleton, Jason Tatum, and the Raptors' Fred Van Vliet. And then on the west side, we know Nikola Jokic is a starter. LeBron James is the team captain. Uh, Andrew Wiggins, Steph Curry, Ja Morant, the rest of the starters. And then the reserves are Devin Booker, Luka Doncic, Rudy Gobert, Draymond Green, Donovan Mitchell, Chris Paul, and Carl Anthony Towns. Draymond Green has let the uh, NBA know he's not interested in participating. So Adam Silver will be picking his replacement shortly. Pick me, pick if me. They, uh, if they did hmm. East versus West, which team do you like? Well, I like I like Jokic's team because I like Morant. You said they have Curry, right? Indeed, they do. And I'll take a team with LeBron. He's, yeah, and yeah. also with Luka Doncic coming off the bench, yeah. Donovan Mitchell, and Donovan Devin Booker. Mitchell off the bench too. That's the thing. Like I look at Doncic and Mitchell off the bench, and then Devin Booker off the bench too. 
uh, it's the West is still deeper than the East is right now. I would absolutely agree. The West is far deeper. Um, so that game will be February 20th. The draft will take place February 10th on TNT. We've got some time, so let's do the NHL All-Star. Their festivities starting tomorrow evening. Kale McCarr will compete in the NHL fastest skater portion mm. of the All-Star skills competition. And since they're in Las Vegas for All-Star weekend, they've got some Las Vegas-themed skills competition events. There will be a fountain face-off where participants shoot pucks as fast as possible into five targets in the water of the fountains at the Bellagio. <laughs> and uh, the fountains will be on while right. they're doing this. Right. So a tricky one there. And then the 21 in 22, which players will try to build a blackjack hand of 21 from an oversized deck of playing cards that will be up against a wall with individual cards laid out. Kind of like tiles maybe in uh, Wheel of Fortune. Right. So which one of those do you think uh, is more interesting? The Fountains face-off or 21 in 22? I'll go 21-22. Um, and you want to go, yeah. why are you going Fountain? Just to be difficult? Because I want to I, I want to see him shoot the puck into the Fountain. That'd be pretty tough to do. Yeah, that's, it's it's just all about the, it's all about the, uh, it's all about the, the visual of it. That's all. I mean, actually what they should do, like a carnival they game. should have like a, they should have a giant, uh, you know, they, they, what, what is it like when it like it's you have the the wheel that the roulette wheel that spins and then it's you know the the, the ball and lands on one spot right roulette they yeah. should have a spit yeah they should have a spinning roulette wheel and then someone tries to shoot the puck into you know into the spot that gets them that, that gets the most mo- the most money yeah that could work do you think they should do yeah. uh other events like this in other cities that are specific to that city? I, I, real quick, I want to go back to this 21 thing. Yeah. I think you should line up all 52 cards, okay? And you sh- for accuracy, you shoot for your best poker hand. Yeah, that would be interesting as that well. That would not be just, very cool. Not just blackjack. Yeah. No, your best poker hand. Mm. I like that. Thank you. Appreciate it. It's kind of it's kind of like darts, basically. You that's know, right. you're trying. You know, yeah. All right. That's going to do it for us. Nolan, great job today. Sorry about Albert Pujols being 30th on the all-time rankings for greatest baseball players of all time. As you shake your head, you'll get over it, I'm sure, or you'll fire off something snarky on Twitter. Danny, great job. Uh, Mace, outstanding job at the Senior Bowl all week. I will see you in studio tomorrow. Safe travels. I know that you packed during the show. Uh, hopefully, you are all mm-hmm. packed and ready to go. To everybody out there, make it the best possible night you can. The oil balance doesn't break. Have been shaken to the top.